The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Ladian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 342 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix of Fire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, uh, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in this packed orange Sidewinder bar, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Adler Weiss. Now, remember everybody, no squishing up, we've got room for everybody. <laughs> we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello, and a big hug to everyone. Now we're allowed to. Don't squish and up. You can hug people. Don't have to squish. And, and, and I'm not doing face-to-face squishing either. Anybody who wants to erase that mental image from your mind, feel free. Uh, also, uh, we have Staff Liaison Officer, uh, Commander Psyched. Hello. Hello. Right, and we are packed to the gills with guests. We have Commander Vint- Vintian. Have I, have I pronounced that right? Uh, no. Vantian, 21, David, Van- whichever. I answer to all of them. Yep, Vantian. Right. Commander Dave, he's also, he might have something to do with the hunt truckers, but that's not why he's here. No, um, well, I'm, I'm a little bit here as, as a trucker. I mean, I, for the mug, early <laughs> on in the show is a good good start. Yes, get that out of the way. We have our guest Bucky Bowler, Commander Alec Turner. Happy Odysseus Eve, Commanders. We also have our guest EETC and Curry Aficionado, Mac Winston. Hello. Yeah, so we have a packed bar, uh, and I, I hope Grant is, is busy with the uh, mixing the cocktails. So, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in-game, in open, I believe, Ben, somewhere? Yep, I'm in open. I'm actually at the Orange Sidewinder Bar, because, you know, it seems to be an appropriate place to be this evening. 
Excellent. So if you can if you can get to to Ben in game, go give him a wave. Um, if you can't get us, to us in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat, or if you just go straight to twitch.tv slash live radio, or just go to YouTube, or go to Facebook. We're there live as well. So as per usual, we will start by just going on the crew, seeing how everybody is, and seeing how our guests are. Uh, so we will start with um, uh, Psykit this week. Well, last night at about 1am when I was working on some assets for stream and everything, my drive that had Windows installed on it just decided to pack in. Lovely. Which is great because it's a good job that there's nothing important going on this week at all. Um, and it's a really quiet couple of weeks that I've got to look forward to. But um, yeah, today's been a bit of a panic. It's back up and running now with a new drive in it. Thanks, Amazon. The goats in this situation. But um, yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound great to be This honest. morning I was not a happy bunny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. Um, Shan. Please be better than that. Is Psychic jinxed with things going wrong at the moment? Look, that's easily, that's got to be at least three. I'm done now. I'm completely done. They say things come in threes, but what happens when there's a fourth? Does the three start again? What does it? Three groups of three then, Shan. Then I'm really buggered, let's be honest. <laughs> so far, my all my drives have been working perfectly, so that's good. Uh Went out for a, went out for a meal for the first time on for ages on Monday. So really enjoyed it. There's a local carvery that does an amazing all you can eat carvery for about six pound eighty. So it's cheaper than McDonald's, and you get a proper roast in a Yorkshire pudding, mash piled high with vegetables. Oh, it's gorgeous. So yeah, that's where I've been. So this weekend I'm going to see uh, some friends of ours we haven't seen for fourteen months now. So yes, I'm really looking forward to this week. And there's a small thing called um, Odyssey, which is coming along on uh, Wednesday or probably Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, we might be talking about that later. Uh, ben, yeah. So I've had I've had a great great week since last Tuesday. Game wise, I've mostly been saying goodbye to the places I'll never see again in Horizons. Oh. Going around the sort of the the wee planets and saying, "Yeah, you suck, and I'll never see you again." And, you know things like that. Or, or you always it, have screenshots. Technically, you will. You just need to log in in the different instance. Well, but that, we'll, we'll come into well, that. And I'll we'll yeah, at least until the fall, as the Americans say. The planets might look the same. They will, like Colin. The planets will look the same if you log in in the Horizons version. But we'll t- we'll talk about that later, um, right? Uh, well, as far as myself is concerned, we I've been basically preparing for Odyssey as well. Uh, I've just been getting all my commanders in the right places where I want them to be, uh, so that I can get first footfall on a certain system that I want to have the first footfall on, and and that's it. Uh, so, in other words, your in other words, your spawn camping. I am. If you if you want if you want to be um, uh, a bit picky about that, yes, I I want my I want my first footing on. What, which system is that then, Colin? Uh, not going to tell you. Um, just like Wotherspoon doesn't tell anybody where his his system that he wants to get first foot on, in, I'm not telling anyone else either. What you really think? I would go where your commander is just to nick it. Yes, 
Yes. And not, no. I, Alec may or may not be very pleased to hear that I am planning on spending this evening in the soul system. <laughs> you can't get first footfall on permission anyway, so have at it. Kind of not, but I don't think I, you I'm, can. Yeah, I'm, I'm deliberately, well, I'm, I've, I have an idea in mind. I don't know whether it'll work. Yeah. I'm going to be in soul. I think you might be out of luck in the soul system. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see. Ben will be the first non-human to set a foot on Sol. <laughs> hey, I'll be impressed if I can actually set foot on Sol. Just one small set for Ben, one giant leap for Ben kind. Be one well, you could set, you could set Sol. foot on Sol, but not for very long. Yeah. I don't even know if your foot would actually last long enough to, t- to intersect for what might be considered a surface. Right, well, if, I mean... Like I said, I've spent a lot of time getting everything into the right position. I've now got my um, Epic Commander is now taking over duties for power play. I've got my old power play Commander ready for her run to Colonia in in a shiny clipper. Uh, But I want her to get her suit first before she goes. Uh, And then finally, um, the the, the main character is, like I said, off in the black somewhere. So I just wanted to get one, one... Small footfall before everybody else, and um, yeah, that's been about me as far as the, the game's concerned. Uh, we'll have a quick jump over to Alec Turner. Um, what you been up to? You've been Hello. getting things ready. Um, do you know I've done zero preparation for Odyssey whatsoever? Um, I was a bit stuck for what to do last week, so I went to um, uh, there was that thing that popped up in Galnet about taking some uh, the the Hesperus data out to the dude, yeah, the mysterious dude. So, so, I, so I did that and spotted a planetary bookmark in the same system, which turned out to be one of the candidates that we'd sort of earmarked for the first great planetary expedition that we ended up not using. Oh. So I went to have a look, and I started driving, yes. and um, with uh, with twenty four hours to go or less, how long have I got until Odyssey? Not very long now. I've got fifty degrees left on another circumnavigation, so I think what I might do, which I'm quite looking forward to, is is not quite finish my circumnavigation of this planet, and then do the last ten degrees in Odyssey just to see what it's like. Well, the nice thing about uh, downtime is no one else can beat you to it. Yeah, I think I will be the first person to complete a circumnavigation in Odyssey, although it's a bit of a cheat because I didn't start it in Odyssey. Ooh, yeah, that is a little bit. Um, <laughs> you've, you've got to start and finish it in Odyssey. Yeah, I know, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. I, yeah, I think I'll do that first. I, I'm actually going on holiday next week, so, so it's the worst time. To, it's the worst time to, um, holiday in the history of Elite Dangerous. I think. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. For you, um, maybe. Everyone else, it's a great time to have a holiday. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, Dave, what have you been up to? For the last week, it's been well. Last week or so, it's been what a year and a half since I I I last came to visit the Orange Sidewinder. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, last last week and a half, last was it six weeks? Um, Well, tiny backstory: my work got shut down a year ago, which was rubbish because Mm. well, we all know about that, and it was rubbish, and it's shut down for the foreseeable future, probably till the autumn, which is which is a bit pants. But the guys over at HCS uh, needed a hand, and so about eight months ago. Um, they dragged me in onto the team at HCS, and uh, for my sins, I took on the role to look after all of the updates to all of the voice packs for the Odyssey update. 
along with the rest of the team. But um, yeah, that, that's what I've been doing for the last six weeks straight at goodness knows how many hours a day is coding like mad, uh, building voice packs, updating voice packs, listening to, you know, Vasco, Brian Blessed, bellow in my ear um, as we run around combat, combat zones with, with Brian Blessed yelling in my ear, which is, I have to say, quite good fun. There's yeah, nothing he's, quite he's a, like He's a good voice. motivator, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. And when you drop out those drop ships and he yells in your ear. So, I mean, that's what I've been doing for the last six weeks. So, yeah, this week has been much the same as the last five. It's just knee-deep in code, programming, you know, get, getting all the packs ready, which has been a bit of a mammoth task. So I'm a bit knackered. Uh, so I'm ready for Odyssey. Yes, well, I know it inside out, backwards, upside down, and everything else. But um, as to what I'm going to be doing, well, when it fires up, I'll be testing. <laughs> that's the first thing I'm going to be doing, is breaking things, testing, and probably dying horribly an awful lot. Oh, yeah, you have my sympathy there. Uh, Mac. Hello. Hello. Um, sorry to get to you last, but um, uh, saving the best, I suppose. What have you been up to for the last week? I found an absurdly lucrative trade route. We were doing some BGS work, and I found a trade route that would make 26 million credits per run in a cut- cutter. Ooh. The snag was the source station was a medium pad, so you had to take a carrier there and load right. up the Python. Uh, but then, it, it, and it only lasted a week. It was just that there was a station. I can't remember what's. I think the system was key or something like that. But a couple of the stations there were selling silver for like three thousand credits a ton. And the highest price, and of course, once you've loaded in the carry, you can just flip your carrier to wherever you need to go, was something like 49,000 credits a ton. So it actually was actually more than, it was actually more than 26 million credits to run. But I did some of it to an AIC system because I needed to work the BGS. But um, yeah, it was, it was absurdly profitable, which was nice, but it's gone now. It's finished. Um, and I did, I did search, I did download the, um, CSV file from eddb.io with all the commodities to check it wasn't still going somewhere to somewhere, but no. Um, other than that, I got, um, I, uh, like yesterday, I got, um, Tony Hawk's, the, the remote, the remastered Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Which is all. Which is very good fun. It's it's like playing an old platformer, really. It's all like uh, split second timing and stuff like the old eight bit platform games used to be. Except, of course, it's well, it's a three D skateboarding game. And I'm just I, what I, the one comment I'll say about that is tonight. I'm glad I am Mac the space pilot, not Mac the skater guy, because uh, I think the results of yesterday's um, activities in Tony Hawk would have probably led to many, many bruises, many, many scrapes, and a few broken bones. It was um, it's quite it's quite a hard game actually to start off with, but um, yeah, there was there was a lot there was lots of crashing, but yeah, yeah, right. Well, um, I, I don't know which which I would wish for you more: crashing your skateboard or crashing your ship. So. <laughs> Right, um, so let, let's get into it. Now, as we all know, um, unfortunately, Live Radio's timing could not be worse as this is the night before it's released. So we will probably go into a deep dive on what we've got for Odyssey, Odyssey next week. However, we'll just go through what the development news has been. Now, there has been a, a, a trailer, which uh, I think 
everybody has seen. Um, can I have everybody's first impressions of the, the trailer? I saw it. It was jolly slick. I thought, I'm not quite sure it was quite as slick as the Burr Pits and fabulous <laughs> video last week. But it was I, and I did notice something new. Maybe maybe other people have, but the thing I spotted that was new was that um, plants were waving in the wind. I think it was the down blast from the ship overhead. But um, I'm pretty sure plants were absolutely static in Alpha, so that was quite exciting. So could you then do science on that by having a ship land a different side of the plants to see whether the plant bent over a different way? Indeed. I wonder. We can uh, test the flexibility of plants. Well, I noticed I noticed the um the, the, the prison bit in it was in the twi- was it in the Twitter? Yes, accompanied the video. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a cheeky prison prison video. Or sorry, a picture in the the tweet that linked to the video. I think, which is a different interior we haven't seen before. Is that the one with the orange flight suit? Yes. Yeah. Are you sure it was a prison flight orange flight suit, or was it a Lavecon flight suit? Because the la- there was a well, they're the same they're the same thing, thing, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is an Asda flight suit. That's yeah, I mean, it, caution, caution yeah. Lave Radio presenter is coming. Caution, you know, uh, a, a known hardened pirate is coming. Well, yeah, no, it's the same, same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I did, I did notice that one with the big wall behind them. Was it, was it, you know, loitering as a crime, felony is punishable by hard labour or something like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to, look, I'll have to remind my remind myself on that one. To be honest. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the mining laser stuff before? The mining settlement things? Well, Commander Zulu Romeo actually tested them during Alpha. I remember seeing a video and picture from Zulu Romeo where he thought, I'm going to go and look into the light. And understandably, looking into the light from underneath is actually fatal. That's good to know. Okay, so that's just something I hadn't seen. Yeah, do not stand in the beam and look up at the light. It's not good for your health. Do not look into a beam with remaining eye. Can Can we touch the fire? Hey, I wonder, you know, the, the actual, um, wasn't he sort of um, blanked out? Wasn't there just a, a silhouette of a figure in the in the tweet? I think it was lighting, but yes. Oh, right, because some people have thought that Peter the Sleeper has woken up, and that's... Yeah, that's <laughs> I thought it was blanked out, actually. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's one of the things we're looking forward to seeing is, you know, is it the same set of NPCs? Did they just give us a little set? And have we got new ones? You know, you go to, on Thursday, we're going to the Hutton Orbital Bar during the show. You know, are we going to find the floor mopping guy or, you know, a- any other characters that aren't just Peter the Sleeper? So uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to scouring the bars and seeing what characters we can find as well uh, once, it, once it starts. I'm just wishing that they would give us the ability to slap him awake. I really do. <laughs> Leave uh, the man to sleep. He's obviously tired. Or buy a drink and dip it over his head. Oh, no, no. We're missing out on, on a leave radio tradition. What do we do when someone yes. falls asleep at leave? <laughs> buckaroo. Exactly. <laughs> we need some buckaroo. Exactly. We, yeah. we, need, we need to basically get all the cushions we can and put them on him gently until he wakes up and goes, ah, and we all shout buckaroo. And, and, and call him John. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can we, can we be offered uh, white uh, markers from, by the barman? <laughs> okay, now this is getting into, into dangerous Flossy territory because we almost did that to Flossy last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, year before now. Don't be mean to Flossy. No, that's why we didn't do it. Oh, that's danger territory. She's got a, a mean right hand with that pan. As well as an entire <laughs> Chinese gymnastics team. 
So let's have a quick chat about what else has been happening. We on Thursday, um, Arf on his Xbox uh, went Andy Zeno combating, uh, and he seemed to do quite well. Um, he did certainly a lot better than I do in those conflict zones. Did anyone else see how he did? I was going to say I thought he was carried very well, but I don't actually think he was carried very much. No, I don't think he was carried at all. I think I think our Arth is a is um, basically he's being he's. He's a bit of a dark horse. He's, he's well, he, he is the Terminator. I mean, you've seen him around the bases with those rifles, and he seems to be no different in a spaceship as well. I mean, he's a you know a, a one CM team killing machine. Yes, it, it would make a nice change to have a CM who could actually play the game. <laughs> I wouldn't want to come up against him in in some some direct combat. Though I, I think he'd probably whoop my ass. Bruce is fairly decent in in CQC and things as well. Zach as well. Zach's really doing well. I think yeah. we've got. A, I think we've got a good team at the moment. Don't knock yeah. him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. I think that we're going to have to actually put them all into a CQC team and then take them on and see how we do. We're gonna. We're gonna get our asses flipped. <laughs> they'll, they'll be winning races next. We can't have that. <laughs> at least Stephen's now running off to play F1, even though he can't tell us that yet. <laughs> So, you know, you, you're not going to have to worry about him driving up the side of buildings. Mind you, if he does manage to uh, drive up the side of buildings in F1, it's going to get messy. Well, I don't know, yeah. because Formula 1 cars can drive upside down over a certain speed. Yeah, there's, there's enough downforce, yeah. or I suppose upforce, if you, yeah. if you think about it. They have sufficient aerodynamics to drive upside down. Oh. Sure the cornering ability is very good, though. Yeah, I could definitely see them. You know, you know how you got like the motorcycle doing that ride of death, going round and round and round on the sort of on its yes. side. I'm sure a, a, an F1 car could do that as well. No, I yeah. think they should do the Italian job. <laughs> you know, the, the, the next Italian Grand Prix, they they have a little tunnel and they can whiz round it. Uh, a bit F zero style. Yeah. Is it F zero that you could do that. Yeah. So if you try, Mac, can you drive an SRV upside down in a tunnel? We need a proper sphere, though, really. You, you can, funnily enough. It has been done. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, they, someone, uh, someone done it in one of those um, things, in the, it, those passageways in the station, then? There's, there's one of the INRA bases where you can sort of get underneath it. Um, there's like a, a fairly significant raised platform area, and you can get underneath it, and somebody managed to flip an SRV so it was on its roof, and then use boost to push the wheels against the underside of the platform and drive upside down. Oh, brilliant. I've driven down a hill upside down before in an SLV. <laughs> I, I didn't have much have. control. I was just, you know, I rolled a bit. Yeah, using yeah. the word drive lightly there. Falling with style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my SLV driving downhill sometimes turns into what? Zorbing? <laughs> Zorbing, yes, indeed. Well, I had, one incident, I had an incident with um, retired Navy IT1, who I can see in the chat here as well. I think it was retired Navy. We, we were doing a bit of testing a couple of weeks ago in in the Alpha, and um, testing you know me, me driving his SRV and him driving his own SRV, and we were underneath uh, a Type Nine, and he got out, and then the Type Nine started bouncing. Ooh. And bouncing, well, mean, like, I mean, getting a bit jiggy, and his SRV was stuck underneath. And it it did look very unfortunate. It did look like the Type Nine was doing unspeakable things to his uh, to his SRV, which was being steadily sort of crushed and rolled around under it. Well, talking about unspeakable things, 
Um, they have given us a warning about how long things are going to take tomorrow and it will take quite a while Um, uh, in order to update Odyssey they're they're talking about um, it won't be ready till approximately um, 9 o'clock uh, sorry, seven o'clock at night tomorrow. So it's going offline at uh, approximately uh, eight, which is British Standard Time. So it'll be that'll be seven at UTC, and it's down for eleven hours. So that I know it's a big update, but wow, eleven hours! Yes, the um, they've increased the space requirements as well, haven't they? So. I would kick your kids off the internet if you're looking for a quick download, I think. Yeah, they've also released a lot of the system requirements. Uh, It does seem that uh, the recommended system requirements have gone up from uh, an i7-3770 to an Intel i5-8600. You need 12 gig of RAM, they recommend. Um, A GeForce 1060. DirectX 11, and yeah, the storage is now 75 gig, where the previous version was 20. So there's there is an awful lot more coming. It does seem. Well, well how... just beg the question: What's in the remain? What's in the other 15 gigabytes that we haven't seen yet? Well, they that's well, they they, they 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 have given a few hints about this one. In that, um, I can't remember which stream it was a, a while back. They were saying that the the buildings they were releasing and some of the POIs these were a small set of the much bigger set that they're going to give us. So we've only seen some of the variation on the buildings and some of the variation on the POIs. They've got a lot more of them, but we didn't need to test all the different layouts and, and visual sides. So there's a lot more visual assets, certainly for the Odyssey players, yep. in terms of buildings and things. We, we know that they've told us that. As a question, how much more powerful is the minimum specs for a PC than a PS4 or an Xbox. Actually, looking at it, the it's an Intel i5-4590. No, that's... I think that's actually less than what's in, in an Xbox at the moment and a PS4. And graphically... Yeah, and we're not, we're, we're not talking minimum there. We're, we're, is that the minimum spec? That's the minimum that recommended? spec. Right. Yeah, that's the minimum spec. The minimum graphics card is a GTX 780, uh, a GeForce rather, uh, and uh, otherwise it's a AMD R9280X or something with uh, at least three gigabytes of VRAM. Um, to tell you the truth, both of those cards, uh, I think uh, I will probably be corrected, but I I, I got a sneaking suspicion that uh, what you've got in an Xbox and a PlayStation Four are definitely better than that. Well, if, if if you think that that card was second-generation card when we had the LaveCon in the Sports Center, if you remember all the way mm. all the way back to that, the yeah, I mean th- things like the 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 R nine two ninety was at the high end of things back then, and that was what five six years ago. Yep. Yeah. So, so we're, we're we're talking their their minimum specs are six year old six year old PC. Hmm. And how much higher are the minimum specs? Than horizons. I'm I'm trying to gauge the. Uh, I'm trying to ask a question for these listeners. You see, to see whether they need to run out to. Uh... What was it? They went from a five sixty to a five seventy. So it's it's only one small step up, as I remember from the horizon spec up one. 
Yeah, it, it, the, the it's, a, it's a tiny increase. Yeah, it's it's not that great a deal, to be honest, Shan. It's it's um, just for the minimum, but for the recommended, unless you're that one. Per, well, unless you're unless you only have a five fifty. Yeah, that might be a bit of a problem. Well, and, unless you're psychic and you've decided to blow it up the day before Odyssey. No, lands, of no, that was a drive. <laughs> very okay. important. My graphics card is perfectly fine. Thank you very much. And I don't want to jinx it. Do no. anything to jinx oh it. Oh no. God! Oh no! <laughs> just, just go, go and you know, say, say sort of soothing words to your graphics card until it'll all be all right, and you'll love it tomorrow. And yeah, I'll go downstairs and give it a cuddle right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, the um, on top of all that, um, they did announce on Friday that uh, there is going to be some segregation between Odyssey and. Uh, people who have not got Odyssey. Uh, and this has caused a lot of toing and froing on both forums, Reddit, and basically everywhere, to be honest. Um, there was an article in Eurogamer, uh, and there's also one in a Massively OP, uh, explaining that um, effectively people who are in Odyssey will not be able to see people in who are not in Odyssey. Uh, and it got a little bit confusing over the internet until it got to the point where Bruce decided to put out tables explaining who will see who and where. <laughs> so at the moment, um, when Odyssey launches, Odyssey owners will not be able to instance with Horizon players either in space or on the surface, um, but they will be able to instance with other Odyssey players in space uh, on the planet's surface and, of course, walking around. So, in fact, we have got a, a segregation here, and this is mostly mostly to do with the the planetary, uh, the planetary engine. It does also mean that the Odyssey, uh, sorry, the Horizon players do not get the graphical upgrades that Odyssey people will have until the um, the consoles are brought into line, and then everybody will be all one happy family again. With yeah, and it. it, it... It's not just that. Uh, it's things like the Galaxy, but the user interface changes as well. Um, mm-hmm. So then they're not going to see them. Li- literally, they are as is. Lucky old Horizons um, players. So I they say. haven't got the new Galaxy map. They haven't got the new station services menus. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's those bits as well, not not just the planetary tech. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the rule of thumb is play in Horizons mode when you're in space and then log out and then go into Odyssey mode when you're on foot. Well, if you want to actually see the majority of people, yes, but otherwise... Well, I was thinking about the user interface and Galaxy Maps, so if you don't like those in particular, you just stay in Horizons mode. Well, if that's the case, there's only three months, uh, six months left before you, um, before they go for good. Mm. Better get used to them now, to be honest. Well, but to be fair, I'm, I'm going to be busy enjoying the taxi and, and having a bit more of a leisurely time about things. Hang on, uh, hopefully enjoying the taxi? Does anybody actually enjoy the taxi? I absolutely do, yes. <laughs> it's completely changed how I, I I play certain certain aspects of the game anyway, because I'll go, I'll do stuff, I'll, I'll stop at a nearby station, then I'll get a taxi back to, to home base afterwards while I have a nice cuppa or a, a pint afterwards, and it's changed the pace of it nicely. And there are times that I really can't be bothered to fly to that planet's surface, so I just get a taxi. And it is marginally slower, but not much. I enjoyed the taxi in uh, the Alpha, um, but that soon turned into 
to a little bit of disappointment when I realized you can't actually shoot them down or blow them up. They're interdiction proof. You can you can see them in super cruise, which is was quite you good. Can, so you can when you've got four or five of you going to a combat zone together, you all take off from the station. You can see each other in like a little line of ducks heading down to a combat zone. Yeah, but you can't shoot them up. You can't shoot them yeah, down. That, that's the problem because Sham would like to basically shoot them up and then send his little dog out to get those ducks. Yeah, so, and then yeah. eject his eject his crew member just for good measure at the end of it. Of no, 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 I'll strap them to the hull with their hand weapons and take down ships in three shots. In the meantime, yeah. I think Mac has something to say. Yeah, I got shot down in a taxi once. Um, it was it wasn't in Super Cruise. So I wasn't interdicted. It was leaving a planet, and the uh, it started getting shot, and I just had to sit there while it got blown up. Um, but yeah, I agree about the the whole thing. It's quite a nice way to play if you just want a relaxed session. You just hop in a taxi you can just look i just enjoyed looking out the window it was you know sometimes you don't want to drive you just look out the window and that was uh you see the planets going past and um yep yeah, uh, actually what i put the dots in was for the um the the, the 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 galaxy map which is slightly maligned in odyssey with a bit of luck this will this will give time before we all have to, you know that it's uh, it's backports into horizons to fix any remaining issues because when the alpha ended there were, there were a few issues with it i think that's true of a lot of things actually isn't it actually it is quite nice that there is this sort of virtual extended beta period where yeah and we can we can take refuge <laughs> yeah there is a bit more time to i think these so i just saying expectations if it's not going to go live until seven o'clock ish and UK evening. I'm not sure how much playtime people will get tomorrow evening. Be yeah, really by the time the okay. servers are behaving themselves, and yeah, um, it could well be a few hours later than that before you can actually get into a stable, a stable game. Anyway, I think there's been a lot of drama about the oh no, it's going to be separated. We're not going to see anybody. I mean, space is big. You, you, I mean, you've all heard the quote: space is mind-bogglingly big. And most of the people I catch up with are people i already know and we're doing activities we plan together i mean the, the the number of times i bump into a random person and i'm actually even vaguely interested in interacting with them is 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 pretty slim anyway so it isn't that big a drama really you know you some of your friends will be on one some of your friends will be on the other but it, it's not as if you fly around space and you're always surrounded by you know 40 other people that you can interact with unless you're hanging around shinrata trying to kill people yeah, and I would suggest a lot of people playing solo anyway, so it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, and, and of course you get, you get bubbled and instanced with different people, maximum instance sizes. You know, the PS4 and Xbox were already off on it, separate instances, and it's all connected to one big universe. So I, I don't think it's as much drama as some people have, have made out. You know, your mates will play in a mode, you go and join them, job done. And you log in for a session and, hey guys, we're all doing Horizons tonight because these three guys are on Horizon. Well, you go do that. And then yeah. another night, it's okay. Hey, we're all going down onto a planet. Who's up for it? Well, four of us have got Odyssey, so let's go do that. I, I don't see it as anything other than just an excuse to spread salt. Yeah, yeah that is one thing that I have noticed over the last week or so. Um, ben, you wanted to talk about CQC. Yeah, there is one thing I find right weird about this, which is the CQC matchmaker and crew mm-hmm. finders will yeah. not place Horizons and Odyssey players together. Now, I completely and utterly understand why crew finders wouldn't place Odyssey people together because, you know, 
if I'm in Odyssey, I don't really want to find somebody who's... I don't want to go into looking for crew and find a Horizons person who can't join me. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. What I do not understand is why, if I'm in looking for CQC, I can't play with Shan, who's over in Horizons looking for CQC. I think that's one of the... It's down to the instancing level. Well, it, it, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, it's different it's, server sets. So when you're mm. when you're connected to Odyssey, obviously you you're on one server set where it knows who else is there, so it can match mate with you and whatever. And the other team are on Horizons that are different. There's got to be a server separation between you know when you log in that the server numbers, if you look at it, that you're using on one and the other one, and they would have to sort of interlink or cross them over somehow. It's effectively cro- you know inventing crossplay just for this six months between two sets of servers. I would yeah. guess is the, the sensible reason. You say that like inventing crossplay would be a bad thing. No, no, not at all. I mean, I'd, I'd love crossplay, but um... indeed, yes. The, you can tell by the uh, amount of uh, there was an awful lot of uh, salt about this on the on the forums, um, and uh, the, some people were even claiming refunds and all that kind of malarkey. <laughs> but I, th- I think in I th- that got me. People said, "Right, I've decided to have a refund." So you're not going to be playing Odyssey anymore? Um, no, but why? Uh, I just I just got completely confused about the refund issue that people were having. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'm so I'm so cross about only being able to play with half the PC players that I'm going to quit and not play with any of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite get it. Mac and Alec, you you two wanted to talk about the the problems that this might cause with expeditions. We've got the Apollo fifteen anniversary expedition coming up, uh, organised by Commander Yannick, not Yamics, Commander Yannick, uh, in July to coincide with the anniversary of that mission. And, uh, well, it was kind of, for him, because he's expressed a bit of frustration because uh, uh, what what a lot of people do in these expeditions is they they go and pre-scout locations, you know, looking for good meet-up places, places where you can have SRV races or fighter races, places with decent canyons, that kind of stuff. And it was like, okay, so everybody's, the the idea was that on the 19th, um, basically, uh, PC Horizons uh, would also get the new planetary tech. So they were holding off. They weren't doing the scouting because, obviously, the planets were going to change. Now it's been announced that they haven't, so now they're having to do last-minute scouting because what we'll probably do is do the meets in... I think we'll probably do most of the meets in Horizons because yeah, so everybody can join up in them. So... Anyway, but we could have done that ages ago. Um, well, they could have done that because mm-hmm. I'm, actually, I'm not actually doing the scouting. I'm trying to take credit for it here. Um, and, and that's the other thing because we'll have a split. We'll obviously have a split between Odyssey players and Horizons players on the expedition. And when it comes to meetups, we're going to have to probably just do it in Horizons just to be as inclusive as possible. But what might happen is you'll, you'll discover a nice place in Odyssey, land, and then switch to Horizons, and then you're. I don't know, two hundred foot underground or something. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. We'll have to see how how the mode switch goes. If you land somewhere in in Odyssey and then switch to Horizons, whether you can accidentally find yourself in a in a SRV shaped hole uh, deep underground. I was just going to say, there's a similar situation with. Um, so we are. We'll certainly be doing a, a sort of sequel to the first Great Planetary Expedition where we 
we scout and find one really nice planet and then do an SRV expedition, a mass SRV expedition around it. And um, yeah, I suppose we had kind of assumed that um, Horizons players would get the new tech. So we were planning, I mean, I was certainly planning to be doing that um, in the sort of months after Odyssey launch. Whereas now, obviously, I think what we'll probably do is um, wait till console launch to to scout and plan that expedition, which is a bit of a shame. But on the other hand, it does mean that um, console people will be able to join in as well. So it'll, it'll work out in the long run. Okay. Right. Can everyone hear me this time? It seems that Discord's being funny with me tonight. Uh, Colin, I'm not sure if we've got on to this yet, uh, but there, there is a difference in how key bindings are stored, isn't there? Yes, there is. There is. Um, Odyssey uses different files to Horizons, uh, so your key bindings will be found in the uh, wherever your app data local uh, directory is, and uh, Frontier Development's Elite Dangerous options uh, to save configuration options such as audio, graphics, uh, and custom key bindings. So those are, uh, we always recommend that you back up your key bindings because it's a nightmare having to set them all up again. <laughs> yeah, so what what, what happens if, you, if you've not logged into the, the alpha testing bit yet, so the first time you fire up Odyssey, is it takes your current key bindings from that you were using in your Horizon setup, and it creates a new version 4. So version 4 being the, the current version of Elite, the, the Odyssey version of Elite. And it creates a, a V4 bindings file based on your existing V3 or Horizons bindings file. So it copies it and creates it. Now, if you're using one of the stock standard ones, then it, it behaves like a stock standard one. If you've customized it heavily, um, as we had, I think, oh, ages ago when we, we had the, the, the new camera, the, the external camera commands came in, you yep. might find a few blanks appear in the <clears throat> in the um, Odyssey set for the for some of the on foot commands. So if you if you're a heavily customized user, you might find there are a few blanks that you need to go and backfill. But if you're using a standard like keyboard mouse setup, it will default to the keyboard mouse setup that would be defaulted for for Odyssey. Yeah, I think the first hour I had in the alpha was setting up keybinds, and it please you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at all. Um, the one thing that has been happening is there does seem to be an awful lot of competitions happening. And um, I do believe we have competition from your good self, Dave. Oh, we, we do, yes, yeah. Um, I, I obviously get a wax lyrical. A couple of words first, if that's all right, uh, about about what and why and whatever. But we have, a, we have a giveaway thanks to the guys at HCS, to the team that we've been working with you know tirelessly for the last six weeks because we're going to be releasing all the updates this week as well um for the for the, the what we call the gravity update for the voice packs so i don't mm-hmm. know how many how many of you uh use or have used any of the, the voice control packs but the the the, the product that's there it's called singularity that the profile is called singularity and everybody uses that and then you buy voices and you can have crew and all sorts in it we've had to rewrite and re-engineer stacks and stacks of it just to work with odyssey and that's a free update that everybody's going to be getting to work with all of the spaceship bits but then we've also had to add all the new things in for on foot and we talked about it earlier like vasco yelling in your ear in a combat zone and all the new sounds as well there are loads of new sounds that are relevant to being on foot you know all the tools and your primary and secondary weapons all those kind of things so we've released a dlc uh gravity 
um, which is going to be coming out probably a day or two after Odyssey lands, because we've got to test it to make sure nothing's totally broken. So um, people playing Odyssey just can carry on using what they've got. That's, that, that's great. There's a, there's some instructions coming out. But anybody who wants to mess around on foot and, and yell, you know, fire in the hole and lob a grenade out or uh, whatever, um, that's that's the Gravity DLC pack that we're releasing uh, it's it's an upgrade pack. Something like seven thousand new sounds in it and three hundred new commands. There you go. A bit crazy, but we we've got one that the team have very kindly allowed me to give away to your listener. Oh, I like so, that listener signal. Because the one I've been having <laughs> the most fun. We, we were we were testing with Alpha, which is like the cowboy voice sounds a bit like the Mandalorian. But um, I've been testing more recently up until we we got cut off with with Vasco, the Brian Blessed voice. And I have to say, for on foot stuff, my personal preference is yeah, he is just he makes me laugh. Um, so yeah, what we're going to give away is one of the Vasco voice packs the core singularity pack and the dlc upgrade the gravity dlc upgrade which means you can take him with you on foot and have him yell as you're running around blowing people up in a combat zone or comment interestingly on plants that you waft in the wind so i've got uh, a pair of those to give away so one core pack and then one of the upgrade packs as well so that you can use them in odyssey uh, vasco plus gravity right what would you like people to type in the in uh twitch for that and I'm sorry to, uh, if our listener happens to be in YouTube or Facebook, sorry, this will only be a Twitch thing. You have until we finish talking to come over to Twitch and and enter the, the command that Dave's telling yeah, us. Yeah, no, uh, I'm actually, because they've been generous, I've, I've got two. So I've got one that we're going to do that's not live to Twitch. We're going to, I think, um, I'll let you guys give that one away um, through other means later. I'll yep. do a second okay. set of the same thing for people who aren't on Twitch. Maybe over the next week, people who listen to the podcast, whatever else, but by the next show, maybe. Um, just to be fair to the the podcast listeners as well as the live Twitch listeners, um, I mean, you know, if you if you think about Brian Blessed and you think about mm, Flash Gordon, and one of his more famous lines, it's got to be <laughs> dive, dive, D I V E. I mean, giving you guys a second one to give away to your listeners that are on podcast and not live on Twitch, if you know what I mean. So come up with something between yourselves, and uh, and I'll I'll provide the code for a second one. So yes, it is dive. If everyone types dive, then they get to win. A, but when uh, you type it, you've got to say it out loud, as you've got you know, Brian Blessed would say it. So we'll give him, a, right. give him a second to settle down. But yeah, so so you're going to pick a winner for that one in a minute. And then, yeah, we'll send that out. And um, what I'll do, uh, Ben, is I'll, I'll, I'll give you the top secret code, which you can message yep. PM to that individual or, or email them, whatever you want. And they go to the store and grab it, and they will get Vasco, and they will get the DLC upgrade. We'll keep this cup running for a wee while. Yeah. Um, so give people a bit of a chance to go in. Is Colin back in with us, or have we completely and utterly lost Colin now? No, I think Colin's fallen off the end of the sofa. It's uh, Colin's turn I this think, turn. Yeah. Colin does indeed seem to have disappeared off the end of the sofa. So as well as HGS doing a, a lovely little competition and get, letting us get all shiny, shiny and shitiness in our ears, Frontier and Overclockers are running... A rather nice competition where you can win a pretty much top of the line PC. Uh, it's an i5 uh, 10400F with a 3070 graphics card in it, as well as a Hen's teeth. Noble, yeah, as well as a beautiful noble chair, a very nice Asus mouse keyboard, mouse mat, gaming headset. Uh, beautiful monitor, actually, a 43-inch curved monitor, I think it is, a curved ultrawide monitor, 
And, you know, funnily enough, this being Odyssey, obviously, you also get Odyssey plus Odyssey loot. I think that's a pr- pretty decent prize. The only downside is it's one of these, please enter here and you get one drawer and please follow us on this and get that drawer. And oh, It's you, one of the Gleam you, ones. Are they, are they Gleam yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you need to go off and do that for the next 21 days to get... You know, hey, proper... no, it's you do it once and you get your score. It's not do it every day. Well, it's, it's, it says every single time you enter. So re, re, redo everything tomorrow and you get another 10 entries. Well, no, because you've already followed it. Do you? They really? don't care. Yep. Oh, dear. It's, I know. I, I don't like these gleam things because no. it seems to be a, a daily thing. <laughs> good prize, though. Uh, very good prize, but I, I'm uh-huh. not a fan of the ability of that. Yeah, as Cold Shot on Twitch is saying, in exchange for all your account details, it's like, hey, yeah, come and come and get this, and you know, but now we can see all your Facebook friends, and come and get this, but now we can see all your Twitter followers and all your Twitch followers and your email address, and because we've got your newsletter, and oh, but it is a nice prize. It is, yeah, and actually, they are a nice team over at uh, Overclockers. I, um, mm. I, I have, I have one of the Noble chairs. It's uh, well, a couple, couple of years old now, and um, there was a, a manufacturing defect. One of the, one of the frames, the, the, the welds was, uh, maybe it was my big fat backside, but anyway, it, it did not behave as intended. I got in touch with them, and they went, "Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, I'll send you a replacement," I'm and sorry. it just turned up. I have to say, you never know how good customer service is till you need it, and they looked after Indeed. me properly. So I'm, I'm going to give them a thumbs up, albeit they are harvesting all my details because <laughs> something something went pear shaped with my noble chair, and they literally just swapped it two days later, and you one turned up. Yeah, uh, that is very good. But I mean, I, I love what they're doing. I just hate. I don't like this gleam thing. As Kaizen saying, if you're not the if you're not the product, you're the product, and he ain't wrong. And Commander Terakov. Yeah, sounds like a massive privacy grab. I ain't going very near it. Paul Archer, it's a very good prize, but I'm not touching Gleam. Love it, not so keen on the way they're doing it. Um, and then we've got another, we've got a lovely snafu coming in from the Toby Eye Tracker guys. Uh, they're also doing a uh, a competition where you can win Toby Eye Tracker and nice swag. Uh, but by this, you've got to basically go off and email them. And when you emailed them, they were like, yeah, thank you very much for the Star Citizens uh, sweepstakes. Oops. Well, that's a bit of it. Oops. Oopsie indeed. So is Colin back in the room? No, yeah, we, we, no we, we have no idea where Colin's actually gone to. So um... Let's win it, lad. Party time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone get the gin out. <laughs> Dib, dibs, dibs on his stuff. Can I has your stuff? Yes. Has he got any good stuff? <laughs> actually, he's got um, loads of cool miniatures. Yeah, right. Yeah, dibs on his miniatures. miniatures. Yeah. yeah. Jump onto the in-game events. Very quickly, this is where we really need, need Pete here, but so on the 13th of May, we had Nova Imperium in repulsing the Federal rear-end attack, uh, as well as a major attack on the California Nebula, and the Col- as well as the Colsac and the Pleiades. Uh, the 10 systems under attack with, uh, with Thargoid conflict zones, bases on fire, rescues, all that good Thargoid, the world is burning good stuff. I don't know about you guys, but I, I've got a theory about that, um, and I'm going completely out of left field here. But I have a, I'm wondering if on Thursday we're suddenly going to get, oh my god, they're landed on the planets now. I think that would be 
if they were being sensible, they'd they'd wait till the consoles joined us. Mm. Yeah, I think though it, it's it, that's kind of like a big payoff thing, isn't it? They should build up to it, and as you say, when consoles come online, then pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean that that's that's the big thing when the consoles come online is and boom, you know, it's all going to kick off properly. So yeah, they'll, they'll probably run this for a, a few months and a few stations will catch fire and a few storylines, but I, I can't see them dropping anything that big, particularly if the server is going to be a bit flake on the first couple of days. But <laughs> yeah, I, I I would say if they were being if they had smarts and a lot of them do. They may well be building up to something, but I don't think they're going to drop it on us on Thursday. That 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 doesn't strike me as the smartest idea. You don't think we're going to be going around playing Starship Troopers on Thursday then? No, no. Well, not unless we unless unless we're in one of the training camps and throwing knives at each other's hands to stick them to a wall. You know. Would you um, like to know more? Yes. <laughs> the only good bug is the kind of bug that's just set fire to Blave Station. Oh, I think um, uh, I think Ben was hoping for a naked shower scene. The Starship Troopers way. I didn't even know the Starship Paul, Paul Verhoeven is uh-huh. a funny chap, isn't he? Yeah. On the 14th, we had the federal citizens approving the government looking at every single thing that they do, uh, which, you know, that's continuing on the... As if they don't already. Goodness gracious. Oh, <laughs> oh the corporations were already aware of everything that the federation citizens were doing. But now, obviously, you know, the government wants to know everything as well. Yeah, it's basically it's like a glorified Tesco's club card, isn't it? Yes, That's... you just you just bought those those landmines and performance enhancers. <laughs> Imagine your shopping trends. You know, you're following the mission givers and doing whatever they tell you. Go through your shopping trends, right? So, what is someone going to do with you know two tons of Lavian brandy, one ton of performance enhancers, and some platinum? You might like narcotics. There was quite a good um, prize, wasn't there, for giving all our for deciding that they could have all of our data. It's just struck me that Galnet is is surprisingly like Gleam in some ways. And this is surprising you because um, <laughs> here's a jolly good prize: give us all your data. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought that was very. It had to say something about our commanders. That's you know how we you know give us the shiny stuff and we don't care about anything else. This is is like real life. I mean, everybody willingly gives their data away to these great big corporations. And when the government does it, oh, my God, the government can't do that. But it's it's just the same as that. We're all willingly, all the federation systems are willingly giving their data away to the corporations. And then they all get bent out of shape when the government wants in on the action. What's interesting is the government's actually publicizing it. You know, it's not as though they're trying to hide it. Uh, But then again, I mean, I I actually heard something about the... I think it was the U.S. Postal Service that, you know, just like in in the U.K., they've got a, a address redirection thing, and just like in the U.K., the post office can't sell your data to anybody. But what they can go and do is share. If you go and say, "Can I? Can I please? You know, can you please forward everything for me?" They will happily go off and tell everybody they know. By the way, Ben's gone off and moved to Deso. You know, you can find him here. And you know they they will happily sell that for something. That like that, that will mess up your witness protection scheme, won't it? Have they? Are they going to call this the thing the uh, galactic data protection regulation? <laughs> yes. Well, I think if the alliance steps in, that's where they would start calling. We you sell it, your yeah. data, so you don't have to. To, to misquote <laughs> Wotherspoon. And talking of the alliance, as I as I nice the who the alliance. Who are they? Yeah. 
Well, they're, the, they're these guys who like paint, paint everything in green. Especially orange things. Well, any colour of things, really. I mean, I know they, they're not so keen on blue and red either, really. <laughs> right. You know, Mahon, you know, our lovely Irish or possibly French bloke, um, he he's trying to stay in and saying, you know, look at me, I've got all my Thargoid things going on and you know, I'm up for action. And then we've got King Clash going, well, you know, maybe we should focus a bit more on the on what we're doing at home. Um, and they're all doing their things and doing their fight, fighting and stuff like that. Do do we think? I mean, there have been hints of a tint that there may be new leaders, or whether it's a sort of alliance and the federation, all sorts of elections and things. Is there the possibility that we might see in the future new power play leaders for certain factions? Could be. There is space. Is there space for one? They they way back said there was a sort of they limit. Wasn't there? Be Twenty, I think. Right. Yeah, I think, no. I think what about swapping? You know, new new portrait, new name, same gear. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason, I guess, why Marn couldn't be swapped out for Kane, say. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do new ones, because we've got so much more gear and so much more, um, uh, like, your suit um, upgrades that you can have, the weapon upgrades that you can have. It makes sense for there to be power play elements in the vein of prismatic shields, um, oh. cyto scramblers, and stuff like that, um, attached to other power play members. Everything that I've been seeing seems to indicate that there's going to be like some kind of fracture between different, like the Federation is going to fracture, the empire, um, the empire is going to fracture, and the alliance. And it feels to me like there's going to be another, a new power play group or even superpower group that appears, which then will have other power play leaders underneath it. That's my Tim Foyle head cannon that's happening no, at that's, the moment. I'm, 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 I'm definitely idea, in your camp. Like yeah. Um, I was just thinking, Psyche, if you had a, a surface-based power for suits and, and whatnot, that could be quite interesting. Um, I think they're going to have to. Yeah, I, certainly, I think... we're getting new engineers, aren't we, for um, for, for suit, suit stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, w- whether it's a replacement of an existing photo because they have an election or it, it's a new one, it would certainly breathe a little bit of life into, into these things, wouldn't it, and um, give them new plot to talk about. With engineers on foot, I mean, just think we we can uh, we we could we can meet all the uh, what's that one in Colonia called again? Etienne Dawn. Yes, we could meet Etienne <laughs> Dawn. <laughs> no, I'm sure Beetlejuice will be very pleased by that. Well, I was just going to say on engineers on foot. I, I assume I can't remember if you've discussed this in a previous show. I assume people saw the. The, the the little bits of video that went out of people actually meeting the engineers on foot. I who, saw um, that people were able to go off and meet Laurie. Yeah, they, they. It seems a bit odd, really, to me. They they all seem to be lurking in this little alcove, just as you sort of leave your hangar. Um, as I go into to I, I, someone I, I, else, I must say it probably wasn't finished content yet because we weren't let's, supposed to get to them. So yeah, let's uh, hope. I mean, they let, did let, seem to be fiddling with an invisible iPad. So yeah, let, let, let's wait. Yeah, till we I think the judgment. word placeholder in that case might be might be a valid one. My, my first thought. Panda, was, I want to get some engineering. They were very lonely as well, from what I remember <laughs> they seeing. They, they were all on their own. Yeah, it seemed a very sad life, just stand in this little alcove, hoping someone would come and see you. Well, talking of the engineer bases, as somebody who likes going around the planet surfaces. Um, 
I mean, you, you've driven a vehicle around some of the engineer bases. They are beautiful sites, aren't they? Yes, just, just, they are really, really well designed. And of course, I'm looking forward to getting out on foot at some of them. I mean, I know there's nothing extra to do, but just to have a look at some of these um, engineer bases on foot, the multi-level ones, you know, where which is the one that's got the sort of the gantries that over over the gully? Which, which engineer quite is that? Quite a few, do I think? Yeah, yeah, I can never remember, but I know exactly the one. You, I, I'm really intrigued because those those engineers bases in Horizons have been very carefully and manually um sculpted to fit the terrain you know with with the gantry so I'm, I'm really curious to see how they will refit them into the new terrain dave shall we shall we tie up this competition now and yeah let's tie up the competition and I'm, i've got i've got that and i've got one other thing i'm doing and i'm, I'm gonna have to scarp because I'm, I'm due to go and do some more coding now more Indeed, more, so. more bits and bobs so uh, i may have to abandon you afterwards but um right. yeah so you got you got a big list of names we have we have a list, big list of names so countdown music. It's Bell Woolvy. Bell Woolvy. Congratulations. Bell Woolvy is has won Vasco and Gravity. The Gravity DLC, yes. But if you if you could collect Bell Woolvy Bell Woolvy's content, well, I'll send you the the code for Bell Woolvy. Fair enough. Okay. Because obviously sharing people's data around, I'm not like you know the the federal. Government scrutiny. <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll give you the code for Bell Wolvie. Congratulations. And um, I'll get that across to you. Obviously, you know, the, the DLC stuff won't be live for a few more days yet. So no rush. But um, I'll get it over to you maybe this evening um, when, when I'm done with the coding. And then you can pass it on to Bell Wolvie. Okay, Dave, you had another thing you want to... Yes, and another another shameless one before I scarper and, and leave you all be. Um, so, yeah, at, at the start of lockdown, uh, with no work, and I decided that I was going to... I, I have a modest beard normally, but I, I was going to see if I could go the full wizard. I, I was going to see if I could go the full Lord of the Rings special, hairy chin, you know, proper sort of down-to-me-belly-button kind of beard. Um, with the express intention of as soon as I started getting contracts through for my work again... And as soon as I started having meetings, that I would have to get rid of it and get rid of it for special effect. So, yeah, for the last well, eight, nine months, whatever it is, I've been growing a ridiculous looking beard. My wife hates it, um, which I think I think you had a picture of, but it's there have yeah. been pictures on the Internet. Um, so, yeah, I, I have gone the full Lord of the Rings extra with the beard. And on the 30th of this month, I will be losing the beard for charity. And two choices. We we had two targets. The first was five hundred pounds. At five hundred pounds, the beard goes, and all the people donating are suggesting silly facial hairstyles that I'm going to go via because I'm going to be broadcasting live as I do it. So we've had suggestions of the um sort of the handlebar style uh, moustache. You know the uh, what what's, what's his name? The wrestler with that ridiculous handlebar moustache. Oh, you know the one I mean. Big mm. guy. Anyway. I, I prob- Big hand. I probably, yeah, yeah. I probably don't because I, I don't do this kind of thing. Anyway, and, and also the. And the General Melchit twirly moustaches and whatever. So the people people donating have been suggesting ridiculous facial hairstyles. I'm going to go en route on camera. Um, and if we hit the £1,000 mark, then my chin will be going totally bare for the first time in 10 years, more than 10 years now. So I will, I will actually be losing the beard in its entirety. Uh, and going bare chinned, um, which means I'll be doing my first couple of shows, yes, looking like a, I've lost 20 years of my age. And uh, actually, a very good friend of mine has said if we hit even more than that, then his beard he's had for 10 years is also going to go as well, wow. raising money for special effect. Uh, and his his beard is even bigger than mine. It's a, it's a 10 year and he's not cut it at all in 10 years. So this thing is is big. Um, so, yeah, we, we, I'm, we're 
yeah, basically raising money for special effects by me looking stupid on camera on the 30th, Sunday the 30th, which is fairly normal for um, me. How do people find out about that? Justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash 21 beard gone by. If you fancy checking a couple of pennies at special effect or just come and join on the live stream on Sunday the 30th. I'll put some details up and you can watch me getting my face shaved into ridiculous hairstyles uh, en route to the final destination. And I'm assuming you will have a very happy Mrs. 21 by the end of Mrs. it. Mrs. 21 hates the beard and has hated the beard for nine months, nine months or so now and will be very, very glad when it's all gone. I have to admit, I'm impressed at her patience for keeping it. Because I, I don't no, think I, yeah, I, I don't think I'd have been. It would be, you know, basically, if you're wear, if you're keeping that beard, you're sleeping in the shed or something along those lines. <laughs> That's been about the size of it, yeah. <laughs> or sleeping in my office while while working late into the evenings, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm just doing that to raise money for special effect because I can, and the whole purpose behind growing the beard was so that I could get rid of it for charity. Otherwise, I'd have shaven it off long, long ago. Uh, but thank you very much to those who have donated so far. We're up to £680 raised for charity already. Um, were you ever worried that you'd wake up one morning to find your wife had been at it with a uh, pair of shears? Or that was the cunning plan because, because Mrs 21 knew that it was going for charity. Therefore, it was in no danger at any point. Cunning, huh? That, that is very cunning. So do you have anything else you want to say? No, other than look, thank you very much, guys. I mean, it, you know, it, it's been a pleasure. How many years now have you been doing this, and how many years have I popped in occasionally as a guest? Oh, it's, it's basically since twenty thirteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's it's always been an absolute been a while, an absolute pleasure to be allowed on here as well. And obviously, it's it's always good when one or two of you you know pop in on our Thursdays as well um, to to join in the nonsense on Thursday nights. I, I do have something that you may or may not be able to answer. Go on then. Has the truckers given any thoughts? for when the next ECM is going to be. Are we got anything this year or are we <sighs> going to save everything for next year? Um, talking talking to uh, Mr. Cow and Mr. Move and the rest of the crew, um, we at the moment don't see it happening anytime soon. With my work coming back particularly and Mr. Cow's sort of trying to get work back online as well, the autumn is going to be crazy for the team that are organising it normally. Um, because all our work will have come back and we've got to go and earn some money because it's been a horrible, horrible year. So from my point of view, it couldn't be in the autumn because I am going to be working every day possible to try and get some money back um, in in the coffers. So, yeah, we're we're not at the moment eyeing anything up this year. We are talking about little mini trucker meets, though, you know, get-togethers like we we have done, the pizza meets and all sorts, little mini ones. I'm in Birmingham this weekend. Come and get pizza. Yeah, that that kind of thing. So yeah. we're we're going to be resurrected once it's safe to do so, um, and everybody's comfy doing so in small little groups. We'll probably be doing a few of the trucker meetups, and we may well be doing a few virtual bits and bobs as well, as we always do with events, you know, over yeah. you know, trucker events and all sorts. So we may well do that, but the in-person stuff is going to be very hard for us to do this autumn. Okay, okay, right. Any more for any more before we move in? If you want me to give away any secrets now that I shouldn't be telling you, ask now before I run away. Do you have any secrets you want to give away now before you run away? Yeah, well, the, the, there was one. The, there was one actually that isn't so much a secret as as things people have just spotted, and it's. I think Alec uh, dipped into it earlier about planetary surfaces and you know suddenly being in a canyon when the canyon wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of warning to people: if you're expecting those barnacles to be in exactly the same spot on exactly the same planet when you go into Odyssey, 
just assume that they might have put a canyon right across it and 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 Dav and his server minions might have had to move it by a few hundred meters or maybe a kilometer just so it isn't in the middle of a gorge yeah, I mean, I think basically, if you had any idea of where anything was before, with the new planetary tech, I wouldn't count on anything these days. No, I do understand that the, the same stuff will be there. I mean, watching the streams, the same stuff will be on the same planets, if you know what I mean. But yeah. just uh, if you're looking up coordinates in Odyssey of where Thargoid bases are, Guardian ruins are, those kind of things, be aware that due to the new planetary tech, they might move a little bit. Now, they, they don't say they will move. But what they've said is they, they might move because there might be a canyon or a mountain in the way now. These these are these are valid things and yep. Right, so well, there you I go. Think... There's my there's my little tidbit of, of info. Thanks. I'm going to say adios now and thank you very much again and enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much for coming on, Dave. And we'll no, see you no, later. no problem at all. And well done to the winner as well. And let me know who the second winner is, whatever you decide, and I'll send a code across for that one as well. Night all. Okay. Night night. Well, let's move into the newsletter then, please. Door alert. Friday, we got a beautiful uh, Imperial Cutter paint job for the slipstream. Now, does anyone give a monkeys about this, or should we just move on? <laughs> You're a bit of a Cutter fan, Ben. You tend I, to... am a, I am a bit of a Cutter fan, but I've already got the best paint job for the Cutter, so no, I'm not. What's the best paint job for the Cutter? The Lavecon paint job, of course. Fair, fair enough, fair. Yeah, yeah. no, can't yeah. argue with that. I have this very flamboyant purple one for the cutter. I bet you do. <laughs> long, long and purple. Is that the cut? Is that the cutter? Yep. Well, I mean, the it is. It is actually it's a really nice paint job. It's just I prefer the Lavecon one, which I feel, I feel that's the worst thing about these these job paint jobs that Chart gives us. They're so blooming good. I don't want another paint job for my ship. See, I I, I actually think the uh, the silver. Is the best paint job for the cutter because it, it fits yeah. with the ring and ostentatiousness of the cutter. I, mean, I, I like actually like I, I think the white is good, uh, just the the default one. But I also like the black and the blue. I think they go very well together. Was Black Friday ever one available for the cutter? It was yes, well, yes, because that's gorgeous. It's proper deep matte black. It's yeah. because there was another one which is kind of a bit grayish dark gray but that one's a proper black you know proper midnight black yes there was a lot of salt in pvp circles about that, that well, one. i loved it so much because you could yeah. uh go stealth no, i mean oh it's it's yeah i do like the, i do like them but but yeah it's I and mean, this is a nice one too but anyway right this is the whole reason why we've brought everybody on so you know basically basically we're going to be having a, a natter with each other but so with, we're thinking, what ways do you see Odyssey changing the activities of you know the things that you guys do basically? Yeah. You know, so Alec, for example, obviously, you know, how do you think Odyssey is gonna gonna affect you and all the SRV driving? Are you all of a sudden gonna go you know go for a ten mile marathon or something like a ten mile marathon? Are you all of a sudden gonna go off and run a marathon instead? 
Yeah, we'll see. Or, we'll talk. Or various other things like this. Um, let's have a near break, and then then people can come in with that. We, we buy, buy any ship. Bar none. We, we buy, buy any ship. Bar none. Any model, any colour, any shape, any size. We, we buy, buy any ship. Bar none. We here at We Buy Any Ship Bar None are ready to take your excess space travel vehicles off your hands. No more negotiating with dodgy space station vendors. We'll simply give you an estimated quote online. Then, when you get here, we'll point out all the little dints and scratches that make the price get smaller and smaller before we actually give you any money. And the beauty is, we take any ship. We buy any ship. Bar none. Terms and conditions apply. We buy any ship excludes trading in any of the following vehicles. Adder, Anaconda, Asp, Bauer, Cobra, Constrictor, Cruisers, Eagle, Falcon, Gecko, Griffin, Gear, Harris, Harrier, Hawk, Kestrel, Crate, Lanners, Lifters, Lions, Mantis, Merlin, Moray, Osprey, Panther, Puma, Python, Saker, Sidewinder, Skeet, Spar, Stowmaster, Tearsel, Tiger, Transporter, Turner, Viper, Wyvern, or any Imperial or Thargoid vessels. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? I was overseeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios, and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor, but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping, and I slipped and fractured my wrist. I was delayed for ten whole minutes while the medicomp repaired the damage. My time is billable. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading room back to Seoul, and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps, Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official call the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot myself. That's their word. You're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral outrage? Yes, you can. At Cowell and McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank. Uh, excuse me? Cowell and McGrath. Taking on any case. Playing the percentages. Live radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Well, suddenly we were joined by a wild Flossie. Hi, Flossie! Hello. So how is it? You, we're all good. Are you are you all good and exciting? Yes, yes, yeah, very much. Yeah. Are you are you working for the rest of the for the rest of the thing or are you wanting to run away again? You can do either. Um well I just sort of popped in I was I saw that David said he was uh, coming on tonight, so I thought I'd, when I saw this on air thing I thought, Oh, what 
not seen that before and found I could listen to you. So I've just been listening for, I don't know, about a quarter of an hour. And then you find the mistake that we can put, well, that you can say, can I come and play with you? And we <laughs> said yes. <laughs> well, uh, well, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, we, were, we, we had a main discussion topic, didn't we? I got all, I got all, all flustered that Flossie's come and joined us. You do that to me all the time, Flossie. <laughs> so, what ways do you guys see Odyssey changing the activities of groups that you're involved in rather than any group? And how do you think that's going to change? So, Psychic, I guess, actually, I'm going to pick on you first unless you don't want me to. No, no, you can pick on me. I, I'm um, going to pick on you then. I, I'm going to do a lot more more BGS. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how it affects background simulation. Well, I can tell you how it's going to affect the background simulation for the first month or so. Well, yeah. Missions that are on foot seem that they take a lot longer than a mission that um, you can maybe take on a like a Horizons mission. So I want, to see, I want to see if I can figure out what the balance is between the two, that kind of thing, and see if the, the missions that are on foot are weighted for a longer period than it takes to complete them. Um, that's yeah, that's yeah. the first thing. That's a little bit that I'm conf- concerned about because I think I don't want people to not play. Like I don't want my squadron to not play Odyssey and play Horizons instead because it's going. It it gives a better return by doing stuff in Horizons. I want to see how that works out. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I know I I noticed in Alpha at least you got a lot more bang for your buck, shall we say, playing existing content versus the new content. Yeah. And, yeah, they should be balanced out and things like that. So, Alec, what about yourself? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, as far as the Buckyville Racing Club goes, um, we did have a quick sort of conflab before before the show, actually. And I, I think the general consensus is that we we probably won't start using Odyssey exclusive content for Buckyball races. There's um, a lot of people are in favor of inclusivity in, in, in the club um, and not excluding people. So I'm certainly keen to experiment with what we can do in terms of races. Um, But we, we may or may not, it might be a while before we do some official time trials. Um, One thing, and I have sort of consulted or, or sort of mentioned this to Frontier, and they've responded, is uh, we, we really sort of need a clock in the on-foot HUD before we can make use of on-foot content in time trial races. You know, the way the Buckyball Racing Club, the way we do our races is they're, they're time trials where people will send a set of screenshots to prove they went from A to B to C to D and back to A again and, and what their time was. Um, and without a clock, you know, in the on-foot HUD, we, we can't even do a Le Mans start where you run to your ship because we, we have no idea what time you started, um, which is a, a bit of a problem. Other than that, for me, the I think the biggest change that Odyssey is going to bring um, is, is is planetary circumnavigation. I'm, I'm a great fan of driving long distances around planets, um, and, and there's a sort of reasonable group of us that do that. Um, and for those that are sort of unaware, but the changes to the planetary surfaces um, have changed that. I was pretty down about it initially because because 
the way I used to drive of sort of bounding over rocks and, you know, bounding a, along ravines at 100 metres a second was almost impossible because there's there's such variation in rocks. Some of the rocks are, you know, the size of a house. Um, that Sooner or later, you know, within five minutes, you hit something that stops you dead doing those speeds. Um, but I, I, I'm sort of optimistic. I think planetary circumnavigations, navigation on that scale will take a lot longer than they used to. Um, but I think they will be a lot more interesting um, and a lot more realistic. Um, you know, if, if you imagine the Earth and some of the, the sort of um, rock formations and things we have, you know, the idea of driving around the planet at 200 miles an hour in a, in a dune bucket, it just wouldn't work. Um, mm. and, and I think that's what's coming with Odyssey. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's it's going to feel like a bit of a setback in terms of the sheer sort of fun of what we used to do. But when we get used to it, I think the spectacle is going to be extraordinary. So I think Odyssey will change the face of, you know, long distance SRV driving um, forever. But I think ultimately for the better, I hope. Uh, You're not picturing yourself sort of walking around the moon then on first or something? (laughs) Walking is really interesting. I mean, I did. I think a lot of people had me pegged for being the first on foot planetary (laughs) circumnavigation. But to be honest, I mean, if anyone's walked a long way in Odyssey already, one of the things I did is I was messing around, surprise, surprise, in an SRV. And I I basically ended up falling off a building um, with my SRV still on top of the building. At which point I was on foot outside a planetary base with no way of either getting to my ship or because they haven't put a door in the <laughs> in the bar, there's no way of getting back inside. So your your two options are to die or to walk five kilometers outside of the base and then you can recall your ship. Yeah. So um so I did that and I have to say if <laughs> Uh, I think the same thing. I think you have to get outside the base to do that. I do confess I didn't think of that, but I think the same applies. So I have walked five kilometres, and I have to say it's a chuffing long walk, and it's really quite boring. And I think walking around the planet, I'm sure somebody will do it, and I I salute them, but I don't think it's going to be me. So, yes, that's my thoughts. Yep. Right. Mac, pulling it back slightly, maybe over towards the BGS side of life. What about you guys in the EIC? Yeah, I can tell you what's going to happen with the BGS next month. It's going to be utter chaos. It always is after an update. 100%, yeah. We have been frantically trying to tie up as many loose ends as we can. Um, Alpha Fornassus was a big one for us. We just tied that one up. We wanted to get all the conflicts done before, because it's a high pop system, so it's difficult to move anyway. Um, and and a few others we're trying to prevent uh, there's some systems we don't want to expand in so we're trying to just bump up the low factions in that before this all drops and we basically got we basically got tonight to do it Um, and then we're back in the one but effectively the next tick is going to be the update Um, and then Odyssey will be live and I'm sure they'll they'll be because it it's kind of difficult to test. The BGS is one of those things. The rules are quite simple, but out of many simple rules, complex behavior can emerge. And sometimes it emerges in fairly unexpected directions. And I bet you we're going to have some of that. Because we know in the past they've tweaked things and they've seen, they probably seem very reasonable when they tweaked them and did some internal testing. But 
when the galaxy at large is allowed to have at it, you get some weird things starting to emerge. I think there was, there was a, I'm trying to, it was, it was probably the last big update when we got into beyond and we had all these extra states and this extra, the happiness stuff and things like that. We we were, we were having, you, you'd end up, you had a bit of a, you had a bit of hysteresis. You'd, you'd, you'd have, you'd end up snapping to one end or the other of the influence table, depending on states. Um, I, I lot that's quietened down now because they've, they've had time to tweak the values and what have you, but yeah, new update. There's going to be some, there's going to be some chaos, but I, I also mentioned the, a 15, the Apollo 15 expedition. So that's the next expedition I'm going to be participating in. Um, hopefully we, we get to a bit of Odyssey and that uh, stuff in that because in the alpha, I thought, I wonder if you can leap canyons and I found a, a, a set of hills with a nice gap between. And indeed, if you, if you sized it right, you could kind of used by with, as long as the gravity wasn't too high, you could use judicious burns on the, uh, the suits, little thruster thing, uh, you know, just little taps of the thruster here and there. And you could actually travel in the air in your suit for a fair old way. And things like mountain climbing as well. I'm trying to find out what the steepest... Because eventually you get so steep you can't just walk up it. But you can sort of boost your way up it. So you, you give a little you give a little um, squeeze on the trigger to, to boost yourself up a bit. And then you, you get to the next ledge and the next ledge and the next ledge and so on. So... There, there was some. There was. There might be some interesting expedition fun out there for you know meetups and what have you for anybody doing an expedition in on Odyssey planets rather than Horizons. So yeah, that's basically what I have to say about it. Yeah, Ali, what about you? Yeah, yeah just just on what Matt was saying. Yeah, well, what Matt was saying just reminded me actually that we, um, the elite races. I, I sort of joined them for um an, a bit of racing last weekend on foot uh, and yeah there, there's more subtlety to that backpack than you might think um there's there's a very sort of subtle effect to do with its upward momentum and and in fact you know just holding down the boost as hard as you can until it runs out is is not the most efficient way to use it and by very careful timing of your boosts you can sort of build on your momentum and get a lot of height and actually those those really um those really tall buildings in planetary um the existing horizons planetary settlements you know the the really super tall skyscrapers um with with very careful use of boosting you you can get to the top of those so yeah all sorts of interesting parkour possibilities i think for odyssey oh i think uh red red cyrus raised uh, a couple of points that I thought were quite worth mentioning. So, should missions you don't need to invest in, uh, in all the additional infrastructure, i.e. your ships and everything like that, actually be compensated the same amount of those that you can just do on foot? Um, is it just time? Is it actually just a case of time, uh, time versus reward, or does you know, does your ship count as count for anything? And you know, so as an example for that, it's like you know, you can go down the river and and gold mine with a with a pan or you can go off like and grab an eight thousand kilogram bulldozer and get down mines and dig. Uh and you're gonna obviously you're gonna get a lot more gold out of that, but you know but you've had to invest a lot more. So just does anyone have any thoughts on that or 
Does that all seem quite reasonable to you guys? I think it's all balance. And it's going to be part part of it is balance and part of it is do they want people to play Odyssey or not? Because if they if they've got um, if there is no reason for people to get into Odyssey or there's no benefit for people playing in Odyssey. And and, and don't get me wrong. I am very excited about Odyssey. Absolutely. But if there is no if there is no incentive for you to do stuff on foot, what pray tell is the point of doing Odyssey? And I, that's a, that's a really really um, negative <laughs> angle to get, to take it, but it's there, there has to be some incentive for doing those on foot missions. Yeah, that seems fairly fair. Right, uh, Shan, I do believe you're back in the room. Uh, yes, um, I was just picking up a little on what Psychic uh, was just talking about. Um, although I'm not part of a, of, a, of a player group per se, I sort of prefer to do my own thing. Um, one thing I, I, I'm, I'm still slightly concerned about, and it'd be interesting to see how it plays out, is there seems to be a lack of things to do in the stations, in you know the, the soft things, for better words, the role play aspect, being able to buy drinks, the, the community joining in, having a party, and all that kind of stuff that actually adds a serious amount of content and things to do outside of the game mechanics um i I hope frontier put them in and we'll find that out tomorrow but i am worried that all we'll see is conflict zones and missions and there won't be for a better phrase this cardboard box we keep talking about for communities to grab hold of and then use and be inventive and things like that outside of um the stations i don't know because you very often see games that give a huge amount of longevity and playtime, not actually in the mechanics, but on giving the community stuff to do. And I just haven't seen much of that, uh, and that does worry me. Yeah, right. Flossie, I mean, what about you know the truckers and shall we say the softer side, or indeed the hardcore trucking? You know, do you think anything's do you think Odyssey's content is going to do anything for you guys? Um, <laughs> I could think it probably will, yes. Um, I know I, I did enjoy being in uh, Odyssey and doing a lot of the uh, exploration on the planets. Uh, yeah, I, I think it will make a big difference to the truckers. What about community goals and, 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 well, and if we ever get them back into stellar initiatives? Well, yeah, that's uh, something <laughs> we'll have to... I presume we'll be able to do them in either Horizons or Odyssey. Will they have... Well, yeah, I'd imagine they will, but, you know, mm-hmm. theoretically they could do a Odyssey-only CG. I'm wondering what kind of Odyssey yeah. they could do. You know, go off and raid 10,000 bases or something, I don't know. <laughs> so... I so have no, absolutely no idea. <laughs> yes, I in, regard, in regard to that, in the in regard to the Odyssey um only CGs and stuff, they um as soon as they came as soon as they came out and said that um they were delaying um Odyssey until May, they also delayed the wasn't it the elections? Is this right? 
I'm sure I've said this before, but they also they also delayed the elections via Gauna in May. They they were like, we're going to have to postpone this. So I'm I'm assuming that there is going to be stuff coming that's only um only Odyssey based. What we might be, I don't know, voting with our guns or something like that. When do we not? (laughs) Yeah, you you could go around doing doing a lot of spot canvassing, or you can go and shoot people. I don't shoot people. Well, we know you. So have have you? (laughs) Only with with you. Yeah. Did you take part in any kind of on you know on foot shooting shooting goodness? I did uh, go on one of those things on the uh, troop drop thing. Front line things. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't got a clue what I was doing. I soon died, and I thought, no. Nah. <laughs> you, you went on one, but you didn't actually shoot anybody. I think I did. Maybe shoot a couple. Of, I'm not sure. Okay. But, <laughs> but I thought it's alpha. What happens in Alpha stays in Alpha, so... <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't count, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't swallow and it doesn't count. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you actually, you did touch on another good point, obviously, you are in the in the fuel rats as well. Yes. I mean, yes. Do you think that Odyssey is going to, you know, are the... Well, obviously, <laughs> we're going to have... Many the rats are going to be doing. It's 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 an extra layer of um, yeah. we'll have to deal with because mm. I mean we've already got Xbox, PS4, um, oh yeah, and, you know Horizons etc. So now we've got Odyssey as well. So I can see a lot of having to change from one to the other depending on Where what the, the clients are on. Yeah. yeah. And are there any ways that you can see that the fuel rats could maybe rescue? On foot commanders? Um, I can't think of any way, but um, we never know. Alec, do you want to say something? Oh, sorry, Flossie. Mm-hmm. Alec, what were you wanting to bring in? I can't remember originally what I was going to say, but the point while Flossie was talking that struck me was, um, yeah, I did have a question, Flossie. I don't know if you know, but I did wonder if there was any change to the fuel rats, um, you know, standard operational practice. I, I saw a, a post on Twitter just now from... Uh, that the hull seal saying that there was some changes to their processes. I assume it's about making sure that people log back into Horizons for instancing or that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know the details, but I believe there are some yeah. I'm, just, I'm just in the uh, chat at the moment. Um, but obviously, we can't go into detail. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yes, I believe there are some changes coming up. You've got some. Some ideas for rescuing commanders, and then we'll we'll have to move. Yeah, on. I was just I was just thinking in the same way as now, if your SRV gets stuck or something, you boot up standard elite mode yeah. and you end up back in your ship. In theory, mm-hmm. you could boot up in Horizons mode if you're on foot or stuck and end up back in your ship still. So. Uh, if you're running out of air or anything like that, and you haven't got time to get back to your ship, you just boot back into Horizons mode, and you're back in there safe and sound. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, hmm. but then you get in situations like that commander who needed the Kingfishers, and it's like you know, yes, I'm aware I could use game mechanics to get me out of this, but for RP, can anything actually be done? Um, but yeah, there are there are there are ways we could use game mechanics to escape out of things. 
So, yeah, anyway. I might have found new ways of doing things as well. <laughs> yeah, right. So, we're going to move on quickly to the community corner because uh, we are rapidly running out of time this evening, which shouldn't be a big surprise to anybody. So, um, I think it was last Friday, uh, Primetime Casual released the third part of his big quiz of everything Elite Dangerous. Um, and I'm in the embarrassing and dubious position of saying that I somehow managed to won that. Um, I don't know how the hell I managed to beat Wotherspoon, because Wotherspoon knows so much more about Elite, and there are a lot more worthy commanders out there who know a hell of a lot more about all things Elite. Um, but the most important thing about it was it was a hell of a lot of fun that Primetime Casual did, and he did a fantabulous job of stringing myself, Wotherspoon, Greatest, and Scorb together into one big, one big quiz. Uh, and it was, you know, it was a very entertaining and riveting watch. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, it was, it was excellent and really and so well edited, like you say. Yeah, he did a great job there. So we're now on to the anti-Xeno anti initiatives going mental. Yeah, we know about that. Um, with Commander UNAB, who took out five Hydras in, in a Chieftain with just himself. That's absolutely ridiculous. Are you going to say Sidewinder then? Uh, uh, no, just, in, just in a, even still in a Chieftain. You know, so he's got, it's, it's you know, one man, one ship, but, and the Chieftain's a lovely job, and I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure Arthur will be very glad it's in a Chieftain as well. Um, I also want to send a whole load of love out to Commander Plater, who should now be back. I've not heard one way or the other. Uh, He was in hospital over the weekend with gallbladder issues. uh, And obviously he's rather poorly with Thargoid cancer, unfortunately. Um, and it's the last thing you need is all this on top of it and going into hospital on top of everything. It's just, ah, oh, I feel so sorry for the guy and his family. But he's hopefully out and better now, so fingers crossed for that. Right, Commander Shan, would you like to tell us of alternative ways of running Elite? Yes, this came up um, on Crash's stream on Friday, and they were talking about running old games in... Uh, stuff on emulators and in web browsers. And the, the thought crossed my mind, hang on a minute, my car's got a web browser. I wonder if I can run Elite Classic on it. So um, I, I, I dashed out of the car, uh, found a uh, Elite Classic um, on a web browser. I think it runs in Java. And yes, so I can run Elite Classic on my in my car and if you put a um controller into the usb port you can actually fly the ship around um alas there isn't a way of saving your game so i can't hit elite in in my in my car neither can i unfortunately uh buy a docking computer and set the car on auto park and then have the docking computer in game dock but yes so in theory you can run any javascript game on my car, uh, which opens up all sorts of fun and games because there's a whole load of emulators, C64, Spectrum, etc. You can run in a browser. So yeah, that was I quite enjoyed that actually. It was uh, it was pretty cool being able to see Elite Classic running on the touchscreen of my car. 
and uh, yeah uh, well i thought it was cool anyway even if anyone else might think it's incredibly sad so yes. mac i know a guy who wrote a spectrum emulation javascript a guy called matt westcott a goes by the name Gasman in the demo scene um he does some extremely he does some extremely interesting things with uh, Z80 assembly language. But anyway, I was just a thought uh, quickly that with the launch of Odyssey, the base game is probably going away for good. So if you get your SRV stuck, you're going to need the Kingfishers. Do we actually think that? Or is it just a, you know, I, I really, I have to, I really hope that the base game isn't going to go away for good. Because it's, it's the gone. only way, it's, it's the, the base game is the only way that's, yeah, a potato or a Mac can play any form of elite. I think well, the said, Mac's been dropped altogether. I can't play. <laughs> yeah, I think they said um, Horizons was going to be base game. I, I thought, yeah, I thought they, they said they were they were merging elite. Um, yeah, but, but I know if I look at my launcher, I can still jump into Odyssey into Elite Classic, and when yeah. we had the the golden launcher for briefly i didn't i hadn't i didn't lose elite i get we'll find that out tomorrow i really but i have to i really hope we don't lose the ability to go into elite classic and if we don't lose it tomorrow we'll probably lose it with uh, the console launch that's not a possibility yeah i hope we don't though but yeah I but the, the kingfishers will like it because it'll give them yeah. a point to exist <laughs> That is true. So, moving on. Yep, okay, right. So, I want to give a massive shout-out and congratulations to the guys who are behind Operations Warbox, who raised an amazing £5,706.85, um, which is going... You know, a little bit of A bit of it is going to help Commander Orange Phoenix from SPVFA and Sagittarius I, upgrading his PC so we can actually play Odyssey. And But you know the, the lion's share of that, over 4,000 quid, is going to be going to Health and Mind Scotland. Uh, and that's way beyond what the, the organisation team dreamt they were going to be able to get. Um, so, you know, yeah, well, proof. You know, you guys in the community, yeah, all of you. You're all amazing. And even more amazing, Psychit. Hey. Um, we're doing a fundraiser for Click Sergeant next week. I mean, there's nothing else going on, so I figured we'd do something else. But um, we've got on Saturday, there is going to be a live stream starting it. It's going to be a short live stream over on the Flight Assist twitch channel where we're going to be recording the season finale of season two and then Mm. for the for the whole week after that um we will be over on my channel playing different space games with lots of giveaways um and all of that nonsense trying to raise money for um the click sergeant who have very much helped one of my squadron, one of my community, um, one of the um, friends of Flight Assist, all of that. Um, uh, Coleco Jack, I was chatting with him earlier today about um, 
how they have helped him specifically when his son's been been going through going through cancer um as well so we're going to be doing a lot of um fundraising next week ending in a 12 hour stream on friday the 28th i want to say um when there will be lots of um ensuing silliness yeah and I like the idea of ensuing silliness <laughs> oh yeah Oh yes, we all like silliness, and anything to do with you. Know, well, frankly, fuck cancer. Hell yes, uh, fuck cancer, fuck it all the way away. Fuck it, fuck it so much. Indeed, <laughs> and doubly so if it you know going to children. Well, just just no. Yeah, I was going to say ensuing silliness is probably uh, if you if you're not a doctor or researcher in the field, then it's probably a good way to say uh, fuck cancer, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, in that case, then does anybody have any other business that they would like to raise? Well, for for this episode and before we dive into Odyssey tomorrow, back uh, up your key binds. Back up your key binds. <laughs> okay. Right. One, one very. Well, Go uh, yeah, count to ten before posting on the keyboard uh, on and on the forums. Just to chill. <laughs> it will work eventually. Just be zen about the whole thing. I'm not even going to look at the forum tomorrow. All the yeah, day. I feel sorry for the mods. Um, right, I am going to ask everybody very, very quickly. What is their first plan? For Odyssey, you don't have to tell anything exactly, but you know what's what's the first thing you're going to do. So I'm going to start with you, Alec. It looks like I'm going to finish driving the last ten degrees of whatever the planet I'm on is. Wasn't my original plan, but yeah, I should be finishing a circumnavigation. Mac, I think I'm going to be checking. I still have my nice clothes because they weren't there in the alpha. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Flossie, first thing you've got to do when you when you can actually play Odyssey tomorrow. Or uh, have a look what new goodies we've got in Hutton Systems and make my way over to Hutton Orbital ready for the show on Thursday night. Say it. <clears throat> I'm going to um, buy a plasma shotgun. I'm going to buy a sniper rifle. We are our home system at the moment. Um, you were talking about like prepping your home systems, making sure that all your BGS was nice and lovely. We have two wars in our home system that are taking up everything but 19% of the influence. So that's joyous, but we've got a lot of conflict zones to play in. So I will be buying a sniper rifle and a shotgun, and I will be doming some nerds. <laughs> Shan. Um, I will be finding out where Colin is and landing on the planet while he still tries to log in. Uh, and yeah, um, I'm going to be in the soul system and then I will be leaving the soul system. And I think that's about all I'm going to say for my plan. Chris, I'm going to very quickly bring you in here if you want. Do you have any plans for your initial thing to do in Odyssey? Oh, thanks for bringing me in. Uh, I've got no idea. I think I'm going to try and visit uh, some of the bases in my little home system, have a little look about. Uh, I've not done any of the exploration mechanics in the alpha, so I'm wanting to have a little go at them. Well, we're going to quickly move on to the the question that we, we, we brought this up last week when we were asking about the achievements. Um, I don't actually see the question that Colin's raising here. Um so it's basically we we found a bunch of Xbox achievements. 
Um, and there's, there's some nice ones like I'll drive 500, more, 500 miles and I'll drive five, 500 more. Um, I did find it quite interesting that, you know, only 1% of all Xbox commanders have driven 1,000 miles. That doesn't surprise me very much. But what I did find even weirder, though, is only 35% of people have actually created a commander. Yeah, And I, I don't get if that's like, you know, using HollyMe or is it logging in or what? That, that I really imagine that's got to be a HollyMe thing, hasn't it? I don't know. Yes, yeah, why I, would I, you download the game and not even start it? It has to yeah. be hard. Now, you know, this one probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but ninety-eight sorry, ninety-six percent of people have destroyed another ship. Um and forty-five percent of people have actually bought a new ship, so that's not so bad. Um and then we're back down to four percent of folks have only won uh, have won a CQC match. So, for the question of the week, we're going to be asking, what is the first thing that you're going to do, or indeed that you did do, in Odyssey? And, as we were talking about earlier, Commander Van Dian from HTS Voice Track slash the Heart and Truckers is giving us another, probably, a Va- I think it's a Vasco voice pack plus the, the conversion thing that allows it to run inside of Odyssey as well. So anyone who responds to that question on Facebook, on Twitter, or in the forums will be in with a chance of winning the HCS voice pack. So good luck, everybody, and we'll be very interested to know what you're going to be doing. So I think we're approaching the end of the show. Does anybody have any, 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 anything else before I flick into the, the outro business and take this train wreck to bed? So... Our sister station, Huston Orbital Radio, they broadcast on Thursdays from 8.30 uh, UK time, obviously, because uh, they're, they're mostly in the UK too. Uh, and you can tune in and listen to them and watch them on twitch.tv slash Huston Orbital Truckers. And if you're wanting just to listen to them, uh, then you can want to listen to them on radio.forthemog.com. For the discerning commander who likes to spot a CQC action, Check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. Uh, we also have loads of shout outs to all the awesome podcasts and our our podcasty content creators who have appeared. We've got the Loose Screw Guys, the Elite Week, Flight Assist, who you might have heard of. We've got the Elite Cast for anyone who speaks Spanish. You've got Canon Podcast, you've got the Fatherhood Podcast, we've got the Squeaking Fuel System Chat. Guard Frequency, um, they've been doing lots of fun doing EDRPG things of, of late. And this one that Colin can never pronounce, but I'm going to go with Algorab AM, an Elite Dangerous podcast. Uh, you can find all them on your podcatcher of choice. For those of us who want a bit of literary discussion in our lives about sci-fi and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate, Data Slate podcast created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. After the show, we'll be having Garnet News Digest, as provided by the awesome commander Wotherspoon and Beetle Jude. Uh, actually, Beetle Jude did 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 go and raise a good point during the during the show when I said I was all flustered at Flossie, and she's saying I I, I got flustered, and I, I thought that that was very apt. So finally, I want to thank everybody who's joined us on Twitch chat, 
and I believe Miggles and Mac joined me in game. But then, you know, when Colin appeared, I had to essentially go and start ignoring them in game. So sorry about that, guys. And finally, we want to thank Commander Toko So, who created the music for the introduction of the show. It's it's awesome. I'll also thank actually Scott Cleverdon, who did the the speaky bit at the start of our totally and utterly not Babylon 5's inspired um, intro. Um, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you want to get in touch with the show, then you can email us at info@laveradio.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com/laveradio. We are on Discord. Oh, uh, discord.io slash Lave Radio. You can send us a tweet by send, going onto Twitter, funnily enough, and we are at Lave Radio there. There's also a TeamSpeak server where commanders can hang out and chat with the truckers. How, how do we get on TeamSpeak, Flossie? You go to hot.forthemug.com in your TeamSpeak client. You just log into, into TeamSpeak. There's, there's no password. And find us in there. But lots of lovely people, and they're not scary so, at all, are they? You're just going to, you're just going to um, there's two green rooms where you can listen to the show. One where you can talk to each other, and another one where you, uh, speaking is turned off so people can listen in peace. So you're going to either green room and listen to the show. Oh, Ventura's saying ts.forthemug.com. Is that different to Fossey's thing, is it, Norman? So is that different? I have to get it wrong. <laughs> So yeah, apparently you can also do ts.forthemug.com and indeed you can actually do teamspeak.laveradio.com. Yeah. So if anybody has any questions about anything you've ever wanted to hear about Lave Radio and things like that, please get in touch with us uh, and we can obviously raise that up in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening from 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube on all the places. Thank you so much to Alec Turner, Mac Winston, Flossie, Vangdien, Psykit, Shan, Chris Mark Four. I see Ventura's popped up just to say hi, I'm assuming. Thank you very much, <laughs> Colin. I hope you're okay. Until next time, Commanders, walk safe. And if you can do that, walk dangerous.
Ah, oh, damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fork for two seconds and I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 18th of May, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Tharg gets a kick in the call sack. Data mined snake conceptions. Biowaste bonanza. Total ship recall. Despite commanders rushing off to the crystal shard forests to gather materials amid concerns that the forests may suddenly and inexplicably vanish, progress in repelling the latest Thargoid invasion has been more than encouraging. Anti-Xeno combat pilots have been out in force in the Corsac and California nebulae and in the Pleiades region, fighting off the invading Thargoid hordes. Tharg the Mighty's tentacles have already been eliminated from Muska Dark Region PJ-PB6-1, where can be found the Alliance Regional Headquarters Beatoncourt Base, and from Kilano, wherein lies Artemis Lodge. Two of the systems in the Colsac Nebula still have a massive Thargoid presence, but everywhere else deep inroads have been carved into the Thargoid battle fleet with an expectation that at least two starports will be under repair late this week. Meanwhile, huge numbers of starport workers from the ten damaged stations have been evacuated to a nearby rescue ship by commanders with passenger cabins and heat sinks. There's some concern that changes being made to the galaxy later in the week may have an impact on future progress towards driving the Thargoids out of their remaining systems, but Aegis remains confident that commanders will complete the task that they've started, and that the Thargoid presence will have been totally eliminated by the end of the month. Commanders with a good knowledge of information technology and a rather less thorough grasp of the Pilots' Federation Terms of Service have been finding out what wonderful new things may be coming to the galaxy. Galnet News Digest pays no attention to such nonsense, preferring instead to speculate wildly and without any basis in fact. So, on the basis of uninformed speculation, what might be coming to the galaxy? Spaceships! That's what! There are plenty of old designs just waiting to be brought up to date and released into the showrooms. Many of them are named after snakes. Who doesn't long to see the boa wriggling around the galaxy? Or the entirely different ship called the Constrictor? The Gecko has fans, as does the submersible Moray Starboat. And what commander hasn't wanted to own a worm-class landing ship? Add to that all the other classic ships, the Bushmaster, Cayman, Cougar, Chameleon, Copperhead, Delta, Drake, Garville, Griffin Gnat, Hawk, Hognose, Iguana, Moccasin, Monitor, Ophidian, Eraser, Urutu and Wolf. And of course the Panther Clipper, which everyone was expecting to be re-released back in 3300 and every year since. And the potential for new ships for sailing galactic shipyards seems almost unlimited. There's more. 
Speculation is rife that there may be strange sorts of space vegetables on the new planets that may be scannable using a special new form of scanning device. There are rumours of space taxis run by a company called Apex Interstellar and of strange settlements that can be raided on foot. There are tales of a mercenary facilitation organisation that will set you up fighting on either side in a conflict zone. They're not fussy. There are fables of a starport bar where the bartender will trade strange new materials and buy stolen goods and have a strange white-headed gentleman sleeping on a bench. What else might there be? Could there be new surface vehicles to buy? Could there be new encounters with Thargoids? With the Guardians? Will there be a new David Breben bubblehead who can say whether any of this speculation is true? The sensible thing to do is wait and see. The Alliance's decision to hold the Prime Ministerial election on a Thursday can only mean one thing. Pilots Federation members will be asked to help out in some way. But how? Bringing in the ballot boxes, perhaps? Ferrying foodstuffs and beer to the ballot counters? Taking sides in a civil war that breaks out when Mann is inexplicably re-elected despite his distinctly beige credentials? Or will it be something more exciting? If Mann gets the shove, will Nakato Kane take over not only the post of Prime Minister, but also Mann's power play responsibilities? Will the utterly useless mining lance be replaced by a new weapon, sponsored by power play leader Prime Minister Nakato Kane? And if so, what form will it take? What sort of weapon would fit the current alliance zeitgeist? Galnet News Digest believes it may have stumbled upon the answer earlier in the week. Nakato King's special powerplay weapon will be a giant trebuchet that can be fitted atop any lake-on-spaceways ship. The Alliance Shitslinger launches a huge gobbit of ordure towards enemy ships, covering the cockpit viewing screen, fouling the thermal radiators and clogging up the hardpoints. A fully functioning enemy ship can be turned into an entirely non-functional brick with one well-aimed shot. The community goal will be to source and supply as much bio-waste as possible to fuel this new miracle weapon. And when the goal is reached, enemy pilots had better watch out. Commanders pledged to Nakato Kane, who earn this new weapon, will soon have them shitting bricks. Every ship in the galaxy is being recalled for urgent work by the Pilots' Federation on Wednesday the 19th of May, the day on which Odyssey permits will, for the first time, be issued. These are real permits this time, not the pretend alpha permits, and they will allow commanders who have paid the appropriate fee not only to land on a significant number of new planets, but also get out of their spaceships and walk on the planetary surfaces. Commanders will be able to form teams with other Odyssey pilots, which allows them to take rides in each other's spaceships and to drive each other's surface vehicles. However, 
Commanders who have not paid for the Odyssey permit, including users of the PS and Xbox flight control systems, will see absolutely no change whatsoever in the galaxy after the emergency maintenance completes. Everything will be spookily the same. So, why the need for the universal ship recall? It's all down to the equipment that segregates Odyssey commanders from the rest. While commanders with the Odyssey permit will be granted access to the new environments and capabilities, all other commanders' ships will be fitted with the Trojan device, a mechanism that prevents their view screens from displaying the galaxy in all its newfound visual splendour. Instead, these unfortunate commanders will see a real-time recreation of the galaxy as it used to be, the old Horizons way. Opinion is divided about whether non-Odyssey commanders will actually be in a different, parallel galaxy that looks and behaves like the old one, but they certainly won't be able to see Odyssey commanders unless the latter choose to cast off their godlike status and manifest themselves to less privileged commanders using the Horizons portal. In around six months, on a date yet to be confirmed known as Soon TM Day... The Trojan devices will be removed, allowing all commanders finally to see the galaxy as it truly is. The Odyssey ship upgrades and the Trojan ship modifications will start at 0700, with no flying permitted, and should be completed 11 hours later at 1800. At which point, a combination of downloading the ship software updates and a mad rush to log in and claim first footfall on a favourite planet will cause orbital traffic control chaos with a selection of orange sidewinders, mauve, black and yellow adders, scarlet and magenta crates, purple pythons, blue, gold, teal and taupe cobras, and not to forget a spate of the much-loved silver ferdelands. And if you complain that you can't fly your ship, older and wiser heads belonging to older and wiser smart arses will shake... And the ancient adage of never play on patch day will be muttered, along with the equally venerable and pointless question. You did remember to back up your bindings, didn't you? And that's the last Galnet News from the Horizons Galaxy. Galnet News. We bring atmosphere to the news, so the Pilots' Federation don't have to. Never listen to a smart ass.